0: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with the desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement, and speaking of our host, here he is now, my friend, and yours, Fred. Glory to God in the highest for His eternal mercies. Thank you, Richard, for that introduction. And I am thankful for you as well, my friend, because you are a providence of God for this ministry. Your generous help, you share your time and your expertise, even your technical expertise. But most of all, I really do appreciate your encouragement over these years and That has helped the ministry to go on and grow as well. So I too want to add my humble appreciation for everyone who listens and has written in or encouraged me in one way or another and given suggestions on how to make the podcast a little bit better. We do appreciate that. It is our October surprise. And as you know, if you've been listening from the beginning, that my first experience with the wounds of a faithful friend, ignited my prayer life. After a year of not being able to pray, he came to me and in short said, in our vernacular these days, he said, prayer is a command. You've got to get over yourself and start praying. And that is indeed what kick-started my prayer life. It did take a long time to get my prayer life rolling, but what started it was that rebuke." Prayer is a command, no matter what. And I would, I've said it many times in my life, I would that I had obeyed everything the way I obeyed this exhortation to prayer. But I didn't, and I still don't. (laughs) So you can pray for me in that regard as well, if you ever think of it. And I read a little treatise recently that got me to thinking, one of the reasons that I don't emphasize prayer being a command like my frustrated and very patient mentor did many years ago. The reason I don't emphasize that it's a command is that by the time 2018 rolled around, when we started the podcast, prayer for me, even then, the most blessed part of my day. And I can't imagine, except in the most extreme circumstances, like being in the hospital, going without talking to the Father As I normally do. But I read recently a treatise, I've read it several times now, from J.C. Ryle titled A Call to Prayer. And I was humbly reminded of that rebuke so many years ago. Again, prayer is a command we need to obey. Now, Ryle lived and preached in the 18th century, so the tone of this treatise that we're going to go through is different from our sensibilities. You're going to hear that. But I do believe I have been doing actually for the last four years a disservice to Christians who might, like I did at the time, need to hear that prayer is a command. And you might need to hear it in a more forceful voice. And that's what you'll hear for the month of October in our October surprise. We are going to go bit by bit through that treatise and talk about it a little bit and see that prayer is indeed a command. And at the same time, it comes with a great reward of encouragement and soul satisfaction that we talked about. So just as a reminder in this little introduction, thank you once again for listening. And just as a reminder, the motivation and the results of our prayer come together as we grow. And the highest motivation, the ultimate motivation we called it, we'll talk about that at some point too. Prayer serves a dual purpose, the blessing of man and the glory of God. Billy Graham is the one who said that, and we know that that's true. Prayer also conforms us to his will. We've talked about that before, and R.C. Sproul puts it this way. Prayer does change things, all kinds of things. But the most important thing it changes is us. As we engage in this communion with God more deeply and come to know the one with whom we are speaking more intimately, that growing knowledge of God reveals to us all the more brilliantly who we are and our need to change in conformity to him. Prayer changes us profoundly. I love the way these godly men put it. Jeremiah Burroughs, the old Puritan, in the context of Experiencing God, experiencing eternal life right now that we've talked about, John seventeen three, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. We can do that now through Bible study and prayer. Jeremiah Burroughs said this. Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit, which freely submits and delights in God's wise, and fatherly disposal of every condition. And it is truly through prayer that we understand his wise and fatherly disposal of every season in our life. Lastly, Robert Murray McShane said, What a man is on his knees before God, that he is, and nothing more. And again, our exhortation Wherever you are in your prayer life, you will grow to that point where you are, the point of your prayers, and the reason you pray is God's glory. Those prayers will change us and conform us to his will, and we will know that inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit that we long for. We won't fully know it till heaven, but we can know it now in every condition. And even if you say, I'm a long way away, Pastor McShane, from being on my knees before God, what I should be, you will grow into that as well. Thank you once again for listening. Now to the episode. Welcome to the fifth anniversary of the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Changed that up a little bit on you, didn't I? My name is Fred And I am the principal of the podcast. And with that little change, we are coming into the fifth year, of course, that I'm the host of the podcast. And for the next couple of months, we have our October surprise, and then we may have some special episodes through the rest of the year while I try to get a a more user-friendly website up and running. But as of today, we're still in our October surprise. This is actually day six, and I know you're not surprised, but I fell behind a little bit. But we'll catch up in the next few days, I promise you. So we are back now in the treatise, A Call to Prayer by J.C. Ryle. And if you have read or listened to the extended introduction, I don't need to spend any any more time on that. And we are on page eight now of his treatise on prayer. And we're going through each day, as you have been following, what J.C. Ryle said. And then I comment a little bit on it. And then we leave it up to our own meditation as to how to handle each each day's episode and i'm praying that you're finding it fruitful although with we do all this with not only the idea of meditation but to emphasize also that prayer is a command and we need to hear that because we need to know it's not an option and i mentioned a couple of episodes ago i listened to a sermon by alistair Beg, who who spoke exactly the same way ryle does A little bit softer, but exactly the same concepts, some of the very same phrases as well, but with a little bit different tone. But either way, when we look at this, we need to know that prayer is a command. So as we go to this, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. I thank you and bless you for your abundant loving kindness to us. And the beauty of this day has nothing to do with our circumstances. It had a It has all to do with our Savior, our God, and the one who watches over us and the one to whom we are coming with our petitions. I do pray you would make this time fruitful and help your people, the people of God that need to know that prayer isn't an option but a command, that we will understand that in our souls and begin to make the changes we might need to make to enhance our prayer lives. We love you and we praise you, and I personally pray everyone who is beginning or beginning again and are motivated and have been motivated by this podcast will feel your presence right now. I know discipline takes time, and getting to know you takes time, but sometimes we need the fruit of the moment to keep on going. So give your people what each one of us need during this episode. We love you. And we bless you that you're the Holy God of the universe, our Creator and our Savior and the Sustainer of our soul. And we thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for teaching us and giving us your mercies. Again, we present this time to you and ask that you would do with it what you will. Amen. And again, thank you for listening. We are, like I said, on page 8, and J.C. Ryle began the last episode, by building the case for biblical prayer, the biblical characters who pray. And as I mentioned, Legan Duncan made the point in one of his sermons that no Bible character ever asks why pray. And then, of course, in the last couple of days, we have seen J.C. Riles take on the fact that God's people pray. And we looked a little bit in Hebrews 11 about that as well. And so today he moves from the biblical witness to the general witness, the witness of history, we might call it. And he says this quote, I have read the lives of many eminent Christians who have been on earth since the Bible days. Some of them, I see, were rich and some were poor. Some were learned and some unlearned. Some of them were Episcopalians and some Christians of other names. Some were Calvinists. And some were Armenians. Some have loved to use liturgy, and some use none. But one thing I see they all had in common that they have been men of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that's true as we go through history. And that's kind of what I wanted to do today. Actually, a lot less of me in this case, and to go through that history of Christians who have made an impact in the world for the gospel, and what they said about prayer. And we would like to start, of course, with St. Augustine. And I haven't studied too many of the church fathers before him, but I love his life and his witness as well. But he said this, prayer is the key that opens heaven. The favors we ask descend upon us the very instant our prayers ascend to God. And we would take that meaning God's working as soon as we pray. And as we have heard from Isaiah, even before we pray, he's listening So that was St. Augustine. There was a famous, one of my favorite Puritan men was a man named Richard Sibbs, And I love that because he had such a tender heart. It's the same with Samuel Rutherford. And we will hear from him later on prayer as well. But Richard Sibbs says, when we go to prayer, the devil knows we go to fetch strength against him. And therefore he opposes us all he can. And in the sermon that I have referenced, from Alistair Begg. And he talks about his prayer time and when phone calls come and thoughts of doing other things and pressures come in when we sit down to pray. And so the witness of Sibs is consistent with the witness of Alistair Begg. And then, of course, you know, we would have to include Charles Spurgeon. And he said, prayer should be the natural outflow of the soul. You should pray because you must pray, not because the set time for praying has arrived but because your heart must cry unto the Lord. And we have talked about that before as well. When I say, if you're a child of God, you will pray, there will be times in God's providence for you that you can do nothing but pray. But that's not the most soul-satisfying prayer life that you can give. And what Charles Spurgeon is highlighting there is the fact that as we grow in prayer, We will need, we will feel that need to be with him every single day, and it's glorious. And so our motivation moves from the discipline, we talked about that early on, to the fact that we must pray, we must have our time with God. We long for that. And then, one of the other reasons that the podcast exists, because I believe this is true, a man named Andrew Murray, many centuries ago, wrote this. The evangelization of the world depends first upon a revival of prayer. And that is one of the things I prayed. I'm not sure I've prayed for it during the podcast before, but I do pray that God's people will catch fire in their relationship with God through their prayer. And that will automatically ignite when Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, Thy will be done. That's the Father's will, evangelism and the witness of the church. And so that is one of the motivations we had for starting the podcast. And again, naturally, as we pray, our drawing closer to him will help us realize the importance of prayer and evangelization of the world. And again, that was Andrew Murray. And then I like this one. And I love Martin Lloyd-Jones. I just love his matter-of-fact way, the in-depth teaching that he gives. But he said this about prayer. If you have never had difficulty in prayer, it is absolutely certain that you have never prayed. And that is true, and we all know. And that's another reason for the podcast to exist, is that having prayer at the forefront of your thoughts, if you listen to this, prayers will be at the forefront, and you will work through your struggles. And we've talked about, for the last four years, some of the struggles we have, some of the reasons we don't pray, and how we overcome them. But again, the most difficult part is starting. Once you get started and commit to that daily discipline, you'll still have your difficulties, but they will get increasingly less as you are practiced more and more in the art of prayer craft. And then I want to finish with this, another one from a more recent preacher, Chuck Swindoll, and I've listened to him. Somehow I lost track over the years, but I listened to him for many years In my early Christian life. And then he says this though Chuck Swindoll, if we fail to cultivate this discipline, prayer winds up being our last resort rather than our first response. And we talked about this in the last episode as well our first response to trouble being prayer. And that also speaks to one of the things that we talk about quite a bit in the last few weeks. Anyway, if you are a child of God, you will pray. But it will be your last resort and not the first solution to your problem. And life is much better when we go to him first. So those are our quotes today. You can see them. I'll probably include them in the show notes just so you have them and can copy them if you like. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful day. Again, we thank you and bless you. And we thank you for these quotes. Just a small scattering of men who loved you, who had an impact in the world, and who knew the importance of prayer. Take these few minutes, Lord Jesus, and make them food for our thoughts and meditation for the next day, as we wait upon you for your word and to help us in that discipline of prayer. Holy God, I would pray quickly, as quickly as is your will, and as quickly as we are ready, that you would make prayer move from a discipline to our great joy. Again, thank you for this day. We commit it to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who bled so that we could have communion with you. It's in his name, because it is his will. Amen. As we finish up with our dedication today, I wanted to pick out a little bit from the Song of Solomon. And the Song of Solomon, as you know, is a love story, and it's very beautiful poetry. And many early Bible expositors tried to make it an allegory, but I don't think it is. I think it's a love story between the wife that Solomon truly loved and Solomon himself. As much as he sinned, I believe he did have a singular love in his life. But in Song of Solomon 3, verse 2, the verse says, I must rise now and go about the city, in the streets, and in the square. I must seek him whom my soul loves. And that, as much as anything else, nails this point home. When you love somebody, you will seek them. And the more you know them, the more you'll love them, and the more you'll seek them out. So, Lord, we dedicate one another that growing love for you that makes us seek you in every circumstance. Brethren, let's pray for one another.